From the Thinking Out Loud studios, it's the Thinking Out Loud podcast with Kevin and Kyle, the podcast that exists to help you navigate the culture of today from a biblical perspective and to help you grow in your relationship with God. God has commissioned and called you to be a light in this culture. The only way you can do that is to know the truth. No matter what circumstance you're facing, no matter what season of life that you're in, if you truly want to find success in that season, you are going to have to go back to the simple question of what does God say about me in this moment? There's no shortage of information in this culture, but there is a shortage of truth. Welcome back to the Think It Out Loud podcast. My name is Kevin Wilson. And I am Kyle, and it's good to be back with you guys. Absolutely. You know what? Before we get into this today, Kyle, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm splendid, Kevin. I feel like you're <laughs> going to ask me a silly question. But other than that, <laughs> no. I'm doing good. I'm doing as good as I can for being in a state that can't decide if it wants to be warm, cold, wet, or dry. That's, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, for those, for those of you guys that don't live in Michigan, a couple of weeks ago, we had 80 plus degree weather every single day for like five or six days straight, just yeah. out of the blue, just yeah. straight July, August kind of weather. And then literally the next week it was snowing again. Oh, I, I, it was so nice for so such a long period of time that I actually went to go buy like bushes and stuff for my front yard. And oh, the dude it, was like, he was like, what are you what are you doing here? We're not even, we're not opening for like another three weeks. And I was like, what? He's like, dude, we're, it's not usually 80 degrees right now. He's like, all the stuff you buy right now is going to die. And I'm like, oh, and sure enough, he's right. Cause <laughs> don't nobody want to be outside today. Right. Right. Yeah. And then like for every day after that week, it's been either raining or snowing, just cold, you know, freeze warnings at night. Just it, it's crazy. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a big flower guy. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't shock me. Yeah. It oh, my goodness. Me. Here we go. I'm a big flower guy in the sense of I love, like, planting flowers and stuff in my yard and uh, <laughs> whatever, dude. Whatever, dude. <laughs> you know, Kyle is... You know, Kyle is, you know, cut off shirts, big tires, you know, uh, <laughs> go, go, <laughs> go, in, go, in, go in the woods and and uh, grunt and, you know, feel like a man. And uh, <laughs> it's OK. You know, I'm, I'm totally good with that. I just every everybody has to deal with toxic masculinity. I totally you know, understand. You know, yeah. Everybody has to deal with the insecure men of the world. <laughs> I just like my yard looking nice. And so, you know, I love to put like really nice flowers when I was a kid. I grew up, especially when I was like, I would say 12 and up, man, I did a lot of yard work. I did a lot of planting flowers and brick pavers and doing stuff, just kind of making landscaping look great. So like, I've just always been that way. And my grandma, my grandpa taught me that. And so, like, I've always liked excellence when it comes to yard. Now, don't come over and look at my grass right now because it's not excellent by any stretch of the imagination because I have a dog and my dog rips and runs throughout the yard because yeah. he loves to play fetch and, you know, yeah. play around and, you know, 
uh, believe it or not, we played we've we've taught him to play soccer in his own way. It's, oh my it's crazy. You would have to come over. This <laughs> if you were a listener, you guys would have to come over and see. It's crazy. But he's a he's a you know he's a golden doodle, mini golden doodle. So he's very very spoiled. But anyway, I say that to say, my yard is you know not where i would like it to be so i've got some work to do this summer but i want to plant some flowers and i can't wait but i usually don't do that until around mother's day anyway and so there's a nursery around me that's already open it's like how in the world are people gonna be like why in the world would you buy flowers right now and it's like 30 degrees at night anyway for those of you that don't live in michigan that's kind of what we're going through right now and you just never know with michigan literally it could be 80 degrees one day and the next day no joke it can snow like it's just it's this yeah it's schizo weather it's really crazy and you know for me i've got a my daughter's getting ready to graduate from college and so i'm really excited about that she is going to be a sonographer or ultrasound technician is what most people understand that or know that and she's worked really hard so i'm really proud of her and so really excited really really excited listen if you guys want to join in the conversation you can join in this conversation 248-301-2010 248-301-2010 definitely make sure that you rate and review us and i just want to pause here and just talk about rating and reviewing us so i know you hear us talk about that from from time to time or almost every time we're on the show if you listen to this show and you listen every week and you love the content or you, ha- you know, you, you're listening every week. There's something there's something there. Right. Why don't you go and do us a big favor? Right. Because the more people that review our show, especially on Apple podcasts, and most of you, that's where you're listening is Apple podcasts. The more people who do that, the higher we come up in the search results when someone looks for shows like ours so it's really cool if you guys would just go on there leave us a review and just give us five stars even if you don't leave us a review which i would much prefer that leaving us a review but if you just hit the five stars right just do that and just hit submit it literally takes less than five seconds but go and do that for us we would really 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 appreciate that as you know and because i know some of you are like oh i can't give or i can't whatever and that's fine just if you do that that helps us out a ton and so that's something that we we really would love and i know apple has kind of the best platform to do that now there's other platforms that you can listen to us on that has a place where you can rate and review us but not as easy and as good as apple it that's just you know so if you're like hey i want this show to be you know i i really i love this show and i want other people to hear this show that is one of the ways one of the best ways you can do that and also sharing it on your social media as well you can always just you know go to the little three dots in the corner there on apple podcasts or wherever you listen and click share and it will actually share the show to your social media, your Twitter, your all of that. If you know, so do that. That helps us out a ton. So really appreciate if you would do that for us. And then follow us, subscribe, make sure you make sure you do that so you don't miss anything that's that's coming up. Again, the new show and when this show comes out, it may already be out, but we have a new show. It's kind of like a morning show. It's fun. There's gonna be a lot of laughter. There's no politics. There's no uh, religion. It's just 
just laughing and talking about life. It's called Off the Record. And the Wednesdays that this show doesn't air, it's going to air on those Wednesdays. So essentially, you'll be able to listen to something from our network every single week on every Wednesday, which is pretty darn cool. I think you'll love the cast. They're funny. They're fun. They're friends of mine. And one one of the cast members is actually Kyle's brother. And so he's he's on there and it's just it's just going to be fun. We've got so many fun topics, games, on-air games, segments that we're going to do that you guys are just going to, I really think that you're going to love. So if you want some comic relief, you want to break from all the mundane or the heavy stuff of life, why don't you tune into that show on your way to work or on your way from work or in the gym, taking a walk, walking the dog, whatever you're doing. I think you guys will really enjoy that because we all need that. We, yep. we need a break from all the the drama. And that's one of the reasons why we're doing this show, because we want to have we want people to have that kind of outlet and something that you can listen to without it being vulgar right we're not gonna be talking about things that we shouldn't talk about on there or whatever the case may be it doesn't mean we won't talk about adult things because we will right and i'm not saying that every show is going to be conducive for children but i will say this it will be fun but it will be fun without the vulgarity and so that's that's important and i know there's a shortage of shows like that out there and there's frankly there are some shows that are out there that doesn't they're clean and they try to be funny but they're cheesy i'm just i'm just saying um and so we're going to try our best to make this show something really good for you but anyways that's not what we're here to talk about today uh for the show what we're here to talk about today is uh, and guys i i know i know i know you're like oh kevin 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 but here, here's the thing. And I, I think I said this on the last episode that we did. I don't like having these conversations. I don't like having what our our pastor would call family meetings, right? I, I don't necessarily like having these family meetings. But there are times that as as a family, and I call all you guys that are, are thinking out loud, uh, podcast listeners, you're our family. Like we literally, some of you have been with us for over 100 episodes, I mean, that is wild, right? So at this point, we've we've been through a lot together. Uh, we've talked about politics. We've talked about race issues in America. We've talked about all kinds of things. The unrest. We've talked about the different political factions and things that we've seen in America. We've talked about law and order. We've talked about, oh my gosh, all kinds of controversial issues that we have, we have, we have faced together because- we're in this thing together and you know a lot of what we're focusing on right now is the church christian culture what that looks like and just kind of talking about some of that stuff and so today is no stranger to the controversial bus we are back again and i hate the fact that we're back again but this guy this guy he just keeps it coming. And uh, so we're talking about Mike Todd again this week because we got a lot of, I listen, I know this is a little bit far from Easter, but we had so many people talk about it and so many people ask, hey, are you guys doing something on this? Or I can't wait till you guys do something on this. So we're doing it. Okay. We're going to talk about the blasphemous Easter service 
that happened at Transformation Church in Tulsa. This is Mike Todd's church. He's the senior pastor, wildly popular, uh, very, um, you know, just a likable guy, very talented speaker. Uh, but just, man, this just struggles with just wisdom in how he handles things. And so, um, and then that's so that's a lot about what we're going to talk about today. He did this Easter service that was supposed to be a modern dramatization of the Easter story. And I tell you, you know, <laughs> it, it, it was, in my opinion, in a lot of people's opinion, it was anything but that to the point that the church has taken down the video of their Easter service. The only thing that you'll be able to find online is people who had already recorded clips of it. And somebody had actually recorded the whole thing. And then that got taken out. So again, there's something there. And so I know Kyle, I know you. Yeah. You I know, just have some thoughts too. I know people could go to, and I even do this when people talk about someone for a period of time, it almost seems like an attack or we might be doing it for clickbait because well, it's a popular thing, but we have to understand that Michael Todd is doing things right now in the media that are really giving people no choice, but to talk about it. And so that's what we're going to do. We're not attacking. We're not bashing. We, we said this the last time we covered him. But the reality is, is that as a pastor, you have to be held accountable. And there is really no evidence that that's even being done. There's no question that Michael Todd is somebody who can speak to the culture, somebody who is called to speak God's word and reach this generation. We're not questioning that. More so, we're calling into accountability the fact that he is called to do that and he's leading people astray through a creative way. Uh, the problem is people can become eisegesis geniuses and they can go to the there and then, but for some reason, getting it to the here and now, their hermeneutics is messed up. They let their creativity blend the hermeneutics and things just don't translate well. And when they don't translate well, you leave people confused. And I think we've got a, a culture of people who are confused, and they may not even know they're confused. They might actually think that's right. And so well, all Kevin and I are doing on this show today is saying, listen, there is something very wrong going on in that leadership, and we need to talk about it because our listeners listen to him. Guys, I've listened to him. I've loved the messages, some of the messages he's done. Some of the Kingdom series stuff that he's done is good content, and some of it's very bad. And so you got to call out what's bad. You got to call it to correction, and that's all we're doing. Yeah, yeah, Kyle, agreed. And I just, I don't know, guys. I, I am not a person who likes a good glass of, I don't know, pick your drink. You know, I was gonna say Kool Aid, but I think there would be a joke there. But, Kevin would um, say Starry. <laughs> um, I would say a glass of fruit punch or something like that. Okay, I am not a person who loves a, a, a nice glass of fruit punch with a little cyanide in it. I just I just don't, right? Because at the end of the day, I'm going to die. It doesn't matter how good it tastes as it's going down. It's going to destroy me, right? Yeah. And I look, I look at this when it comes to pastors. You are given a job that is like no other job on the planet. Literally, you're given a job to speak for and to shepherd, speak for God and to shepherd his people. Mm -hmm. Like that is a huge responsibility. It mm -hmm. should be done 
with trembling and fear, not being afraid to be in front of people. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm saying is it should be done in trembling and fear in the sense of you realize the task that you've been given. And every single time that you get up in front of those people, whether you have five people in the audience or 5,500 people in the audience, that you are expected to handle the word of God correctly. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're expected to not help the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit doesn't need any help. You've been commissioned to preach the unadulterated word of God. That That's what you're supposed to do. Now, it doesn't mean that you can't have different illustrations and, and things like that, but the illustration should not take away from the gospel. Mm-hmm. It should always, always enhance the gospel message. And I want to play you, so I'm going to play you a few clips because I want you to hear, and I, I know you've, you've seen it, we've been doing this lately. And, and the reason why, because I think it's really important that you hear, not secondhand, but from the person themselves, exactly what they're saying. It's just wild what some things that, that are said. And so this is Mike Todd. He is talking about before they did this Easter service, okay, he's talking about what his what his thought process was when they were going to come up with what they were going to do for Easter. So I want you mm-hmm. to listen to this. This is important because this is going to set up how this service happened. Yeah. 15, um, I became the pastor and I didn't know what a pastor did. And so I was meeting with a group of people and it was like, what should we do for Easter? I was like, I've never preached the Easter message. So I'm not going to start this year. We need to come up with an Easter play. So I said, we're going to go to the edge on this. And they said, Pastor, how far on the edge are we going to go? I said, we're going to do everything short of sin. Oh, y'all, sir, I felt the religious people. They booties got tight right there. So you hear what Mike Todd said there, right? So he said, you know, they come to him, pastor, what are we going to do for Easter? And he goes, hey, listen, guys, we're going to do everything short of sin. Like, what does that actually mean? What? I mean, is that is that how we live our lives as Christians? We're just going to wild out. We're just going to, you know, we're just going to turn up. We're going to do everything that's short of sin. We're going to take it all the way to the edge of sin. I mean, I hear that and I just go, what are we doing? Yeah. I. <laughs> so especially like even for the time and place, especially when you're celebrating the moment that Jesus Christ is freeing us from sin. Yes. So you're going to reach people by going short of the line of the very thing that Jesus died for. That's just, again, that might be a blasphemous statement. And he's not the only pastor I've ever heard say that statement before. And though I think they're just trying to say, listen, we're going to do whatever it takes. It's a very bad mindset because once you're saved and you're leading people and you're walking with Christ, you know what direction you're walking in. If you're going to grow in your faith, you're walking in a direction of holiness. You you can't walk towards holiness doing everything short of sin. The closer you get to God, the further you get from your sinful patterns. And so it's just a confusing statement. And as we get further into the show, you'll see why it's a dangerous statement because now things are happening on stage that we're justifying. And it falls on the lines of like, well, we're doing this for a redemptive purpose. Well, how far do you go before redemption no longer becomes redemption? It just comes becomes conforming. Oh, yeah. And, oh, uh, yeah. 
and and I think that's where we we don't understand that temptation will lead us to the line edge of sin and then our flesh pushes us over. So maybe we should continue to walk in the direction of holiness and lead people that way to show them that, hey, there is another way. We don't have to walk your way to show a, show you another way. There's just another way. Right. Right. And and this is, you know, and we're going to talk, I'm going to talk specifically because we're going to play a response video that Mike Todd also did about this after all of the who fly and everybody's going, what is he doing? Right. Mm-hmm. We're going to play that. And I'm going to kind of dissect what he says, because I want you to understand, like, th- guys, we, we shouldn't have to have these conversations like like this should not be happening. Right. We shouldn't have to tell a pastor. And, and the thing is. You know, and I said this in the other show, you know, it's this desire to be flashy. It's this desire to be a flash in the pan and and get people's attention and get people over here. Right. It's a church. It's not the circus. It's not, you know, some attraction that you're supposed to come see when you come into town. Right. Mm -hmm. This is not Disney World. This is the church. And before anybody says, well, Kevin, it sounds like you're not very creative. Sounds like, listen, I love creativity, right? I love all of these things, right? I love that stuff. I love illustrated sermons, right? I have done them and I have seen pastors do them all of my life almost, right? So it's it, it's not that I don't think that an illustrated sermon is good or creativity, right? I don't care about the lights. I don't care about smoke. I don't care about lasers. I don't care about any of that stuff. I'm totally fine with that stuff, right? Do I need it? No. But if a church has it, I'm I'm fine with it. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to have a seizure because, you know, they have smoke on stage. I was going to say lights, but that actually could. So, you know what I'm saying? Right? I was like, well, <laughs> so people actually do. <laughs> No, my wife actually is not. She can't have mm-hmm. like strobing mm-hmm. lights and stuff like that. But, but you know, so before you think that I'm some square that doesn't, you know, some old fogey that, that just wants everything's got to be traditional. That's just not it. I love progressive things. I love, uh, you know, cutting edge things. I, I love what you can do with technology now. And I look at that and I say, you know what? It's God's house. Make it beautiful. The lights yeah. should be beautiful. The stage should be great. The the music and the musicians and the the stuff that you have should sound great, right? Mm. This is God's house. It should have the best of the best, right? Look at look at uh Solomon when he built the temple. Let me tell you something. That temple was gaudy. Like this mm. this wasn't some, you know, hut that he threw up. Right. So let's not. And he did it because he wanted to make God's house absolutely beautiful. That was his thing. And so I have no problem um, with with some of these things. But, you know, what you see here at Transformation Church on Easter was out of control, completely out of control. And um, yeah, and it it was out of control. And it's to the point to where we lose lose a little bit of focus on like Easter is kind of that way because you know a lot of families are coming a lot of people who don't come to church typically do but guys the church is for the building up of the saints and yes. I think when we get our focus off of that if the only or if the the greatest way you're going to reach the lost is inside your church then you're failing as a church body the church body should be reaping the harvest 
the church should be edifying and equipping the saints for the reaping of the harvest. And so um, I think sometimes we get in our own way when we feel like we've got to go way beyond to reach the lost in this service. Verses on Easter, celebrating what Jesus has done and allowing that to speak to even those that are coming for the first time. And I think that that also got a little missed here inside of his service as well. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. And I think we, you know, that's what we need to listen. So listen, I want you to listen to a clip. This is a clip. <laughs> so <laughs> I want you to understand. <laughs> it's um, it's terrible. Like, I, I don't know whether to laugh or cry. I'm currently laughing. But here's here's the thing. When people walked in, you know, you're bringing extra family members, you're bringing your friends, you're hoping, you're wanting them to get saved. You're like, oh man, I got this person coming from work. I really, really want them to just hear the gospel, right? Yeah. I, wa- I want them to hear, you know, and yeah. you bring them to church. And as they were bringing people to church, this, if you went to Transformation Church on Easter Sunday, this is what you walked into. That's enough. Um, If I were to bring, and let me just make this statement. Here's how I instantly know it's wrong. If I were to bring my unsaved friends, my unsaved family to that, they would probably actually like it because it is no different from what they're already living. There's there's no difference. And in one of the shows we have coming up, we literally talk about how Paul says, what similarities are in a believer and a non-believer? Right. What similarities are in the temple of God and the house of idols? Yep. And when we have a church who is giving you similarities, similar verbiage, similar idolatry, it's idolatry, it's worship, it's selfism. When we're talking about having a big butt and, and you got to have a big butt, got to have a, a, a baddie with a fatty. Guys, you can laugh at that all you want. That's idolatry. Oh, yeah. That is and that is a lustful approach to promoting Jesus, which is impossible, first of all. So I could bring my unsaved friends and they'd go, this church is awesome. Why? Because it's not church and they're used to not church. And that's what yeah. frustrates me the most is you can have the comment, we're going to go um, as far as the line of sin to reach somebody. Well, that that's not reaching somebody. That's communicating to them in their own sin and then not confronting their sin. 
that is laughing about their sin. Yeah. So here's if you guys haven't seen the video, I just kind of want to paint a picture. So you know, there's a part of this video where girls are dancing around in like super tight leather pants. I mean, something that you would see on I don't know Beyonce or something at an at maybe a award show, secular award show. Uh, and again, this is not about whether people should listen to secular music or not. Like again, we're not being square here, right? We're not saying we're not getting into all of that. Right. Um, If you want to know what we think about that, you can listen to we did a a show on that. But, you know, it's something that you would see like at the halftime at the Super Bowl show or at the Super Bowl, the halftime show with Rihanna or or somebody like that. Like it it, there's nothing about it that says anything about Jesus. And so then every single song that was played in that uh, that thing, it's all secular songs. You've got. You have Kesha you singing. Guys, yeah, I see. I on, mean, on, some of these on a day you're supposed to be celebrating the resurrection of Jesus, we're having a legit Super Bowl halftime show with Kesha on stage singing her hit songs. Like, so we're we're having basically Satan worship on Easter Sunday, and again, not because it's secular music, guys. A lot of these artists are included in. Being and I'm not saying Kesha admitted to it, but I'm just saying there's a lot of darkness behind a lot of these. You have to be very careful what you allow on stage. You know what I'm saying? And and yeah. it just it just bothered me. I I sat down and said, man, I feel like I'm watching a halftime show for the Super Bowl, and it's Easter Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like it, instead of it being something to celebrate God, you would have never like. If I would have sat there, it was like a celebration of the devil and like in mm. secularism, like mm. it truly it. And he so, you know, you have these people jumping around, they're dancing, they're doing all the things. Then you have this guy, he's coming out, he's rapping. You know, you've got in the background, you have a woman who is hanging from a cross. Yeah. So we're depicting the crucifixion of Jesus with a woman nailed to a cross there is so much wrong with that that i the only way that you could even remotely say that there's something there is to say well you know jesus died for all of us so you know imagine yourself there like but that i'm telling you guys that is not the imagery and then and then on top of it you have you know four i think it was four girls come out young ladies come out yep and they're sitting there on stage at an Easter service. I keep reminding you, this was an Easter service. They're standing there and comparing each other's butts and saying, well, if you're, if you're going to be a baddie, you have to have a fatty, which is basically you're saying you, you need to have a nice butt. Wow. How is this? How does this have anything to do with the gospel? Anything to do with the gospel? And look, guys i'm and i'm rarely speechless but like it's it's these kind of things that i just i shake my head in just disbelief and go what are we doing pastors have been called down for far less oh yeah they've been called down for far less and for everybody who's out there saying we need to leave michael todd alone he's reaching a generation pastors have been called down for far less and I'm sorry, but I care more about 
my unsaved friends and my unsaved family that if the church is going to lead in this direction, because this is not like a local church. This is a church that is publicized all over America. You can easily find a Michael Todd, a Transformation Church service. So this is a big deal because typically when people want to go to church or they want to find an answer, they YouTube first. They try to find a mm-hmm. message first. And if this is something that my lost family, family members would see, this is something contrary to the way I live, to, to the mm-hmm. gospel I preach, the Jesus I've promoted. Not to say I'm, I'm the perfect one to do it because I've made my mistakes in front of them too. But guys, sure. there's accountability. There's apology. There's coming back to reality on top of that. And so the reason I think that our hearts are so far behind this is because we understand that this is a manipulation of the message. We have messed the yeah. message up at this point. And somebody, somebody's not calling him out. Is Michael Todd going to listen to our podcast? Probably not. Is he going to care what our podcast has to say? Probably not. But hopefully somebody who does listen to our podcast and listen to Michael Todd, hopefully it gives a perspective of, oh, that message was messed up. Right. And, and it's very plausible that one of our listeners, um, since you know we have listeners yeah. in different states, it's very possible that you may attend this church. Yeah, right. Absolutely, and and I and I want you to understand something about us, okay? This and and I'm going to talk about this just in a just in a little bit when we play you Mike Todd's response video to this, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the way, this this play was called Ransom. This was the the this uh, theatrical thing that he did. But anyways, you may go to Mike Todd's church, right? And you might say, "Well, Kev, if you only knew his heart, if you only knew like." You, you, you would just have to be there on a Sunday morning. Like no, normal Sunday mornings are, are not like this normally. I believe you. I, I truly believe you. There's a saying that we say in the corporate world, and, I, and I'm sure you know that it's said in, in other places too, but in the corporate world, we talk about intent and impact, right? And, you know, it doesn't really matter what your intentions are. What matters is your impact. So you could say what my intentions were to do this or to help people to understand, you know, the cross and Jesus and how they need their need to be saved and all of that. You can say that was your intent and that's fine. And it probably was right. I can't sit here on this microphone and tell you that I know Mike Todd's heart for me to say that would it would be extremely unfair And a lie because I don't know his heart. Right. So I am not going to act as if this man is his intent was wrong. The thing that you have to understand is your intentions can be right, but your impact of what you do could hurt people. And pastors are held to a higher or they should be. Yep, held to are. a higher standard, right? They're, they're, they're held to a higher standard, right? And Kyle and I, you know, both of our families understand this, right? You're held to a higher standard. So when you do something, it means way more and it, it carries way more weight than it would be if Deacon so-and-so did it, right? Yep. Or, or, or whatever. It's a, a totally different thing. Yep. So some people might say, well, but Kevin, I, I can't understand that you, you, you saying this, like, wh- why are you, why are you saying this? And why are you making this such a big deal? Because 
He's a pastor of a church where thousands and thousands of people go, and he has followers in the millions around the world. People are listening and looking up to him, right? So you're going to be held accountable. You're going to be more responsible. And guess what, bud? You, if you're going to do these things publicly, then you know what? Some of the things you do may be criticized publicly. And again, this is not a personal attack on him. And you're going to hear in this clip how it, 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 he, he turns this around as, a per, as an attack, right? Some of, the, some of his critics. And it's just, just not true. No. So I want us to understand this. I want to understand how crazy this was. So listen, let's, I want to play for you this response. And this response is going to be, it's a, it could be a little lengthy, but I want you to hear what he has to say. Okay. So this is Mike Todd's response, right? Because this got, <laughs> wow, everybody, all the, the influencers, every po- other podcast, stuff like that was, was talking about this. All right. So listen to his response. I'm going to be honest. Is it okay if I'm hot? Just for one second real quick. been trying to convince me for two and a half weeks to vacate my spot and believe the lies of people who don't know me. I, can I be honest, y'all? Can, can, can we? Humble, open, and transparent. I've had people tell me that I was a false prophet. I've had people tell me that I served the devil. That people tell me that I'm not fit to be a father. <laughs> I've had people who prophesied over me, rebuke me publicly and never text me, never call me, never pull up. When their ministry needed help, we were there. When stepping on me in this church could give them some views, they took the opportunity. To gain three more followers. I can't be this real. Somebody's gonna cut this up too and make it say something that it didn't say. I, I, I just want to let you know that we serve a God who is a keeper. The scripture that says He will keep your mind in perfect peace uh, if you would stay your mind on him enemies tried to rob me of sleep but then I started to look at the ministry of Jesus because I had to go back to my example I said I'm not trying to prove nothing to nobody God you're the one gave me ransom I didn't want ransom you did that I don't know anything demonic that got 629 people saved. I don't. But when I was looking at the ministry of Jesus, there were two things that elevated and spread the kingdom. It was miracles and it was accusations and persecution. Those are the only two things that, that allowed the message to go. He would come in and do miracles. And, and then people would be like, yo, Jerome. Y'all know Jerome who couldn't see. 
You can see now. Your new collar that didn't have a hand, she has a hand now. And people would go telling the miracles, and then there was another group of people would be like, but he did it on the wrong day. And, and, and I don't know if he got clearance to do that. And so it was the two dynamics that allowed the kingdom to be forcefully advanced. And I don't know, it was somewhere around Monday that I told God, thank you for considering me and this church worthy to walk in the same level <laughs> of miracles and adversity that you did. Everybody wants the miracles. Nobody wants the backlash. Today, I just want to come. This is for my church. Let me be very clear before somebody cuts this up. For my church. For the people who get their soul fed here. I want to say thank you. For being a church that believes in the vision. Rides with your pastor. And is able to see heaven come down to earth. Bree, I told the team, I said, people are going to vote with their attendance. They're going to vote with their, with their giving. They're going to vote with all of the things. They're going to unfollow. They're going to do all this other stuff. I said, the only way we lose is if we stop obeying God. Success is not followers, mentions, Instagram. Success is obedience. And if it's just four of us in here, we can rock this thing to the wheels for The fact that I'm standing up here, you're looking at a miracle. The enemy tried to throw all the hell at me. But I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, we will stand and do what God has called us to do. If you like it, fine. If you don't, fine. But we will be found faithful. I just want to say a couple things. Whenever somebody starts off saying somebody's going to cut this up too, he's already defensive. He's already not willing to admit any wrong. That's that's number one. Number two, I can see why people follow him. I can see why people easily believe him. He's His heart's in it. He's passionate. He's witty with words. Um, but there's even a couple phrases in there that were unbiblical. And I'm just going to be honest with you. It doesn't, Kevin, it doesn't mean can I ask a question? Sure. Does it have to be the devil asking him to step down? <laughs> Does it have uh, to be the devil? Or, or could it be the prompting of God to say, listen, you need to take a step back before I remove you myself? No, yeah, it, could be, yeah. it could be the very grace of God talking to him right now saying, God can keep you up at night. You know it darn well. People right. have, oh, that are listening, God has kept you up at night because there's a decision you're stalling on making because you're selfish, right? Yeah. And he will he will literally wake you up night after night after night until you understand it. Again, a classic example of, I don't know if this is God, and I don't know if this is the devil with him, but it's a classic example of all of a sudden just blaming the enemy over it. And then he makes a statement, I don't know anything demonic that gets 629 people saved. Listen. 
The Bible in the New Testament is riddled with examples of how in the future, in our generation, there will be false teachers. And people yeah. will come to the knowledge. There will be, Paul says, people will come to the knowledge of Jesus, but those who are preaching Jesus are doing it out of selfish ambition. The word of God will speak for itself. And yes. Kevin, you'll allude to this. I know you will. But the word of God doesn't need our help to speak right. itself. And so it, right. will, it, it will be planted, but you communicating the word of God in selfish ambition are going to be held to a standard. You're going to be held to a judgment over that. And Paul's very clear on that. He talks about how he really has to, there's going to be people out there that are preaching Jesus for their selfish ambition. And it, it frustrated Paul because he doesn't want to be put in that pool. Right. And, but they're still preaching Jesus. Right. And so people are still going to come to the knowledge of Jesus. So yeah, you can have 629 people saved and you could have preached Jesus out of selfish ambition. Absolutely. And so again, I think, I think the Holy Spirit, I think God could be correcting him and trying to instruct him on that. And people will be saved in the process because the word of God is still being spoken. I mean, he still has a platform where the word of God is coming out of. But man, there's got to be some instruction and correction in the process of that. Yeah, I I agree. And I'm just going to talk straight to Mike Todd. And guys, if you like I say, if you're listening to me, uh, you're listening to us and you are you go to his church or you know him or you're a family member or you're any of that. You know what? Feel free to share this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and I would talk. Listen, I'm not into again. I'm not into blasting a man. This is no. not about a man. No. I'm sure he's a wonderful, fine father, you know, and I, I know he said some people in there attacked him about he shouldn't be a parent, you know, he's a bad there's, dad. There's no reason for that. There's no that, reason for anybody to attack somebody on a personal, attack anybody at all, but yeah. the personal level, we got to grow yeah. up too. Yeah, that, that, that's evil. That's mean spirited. That's not, that's, that's not God. So, so whoever did that, you know, that, that was way out of line, way out of line. And so you have to understand, we are dissecting what was done, not the man. I'm sure he's a fine father and a husband and, and all of those things, right? I, I, you know, I'm sure behind the scenes, he pours a lot into his pastors and the, the people, right? So I'm not, that's not what this is about. But let me respond, Mike, to a couple of things that you said, okay? Now, in this response video, okay, you talked about you felt like you needed to leave. You you felt like, oh man, the devil was really getting at me. And I, I really felt like I had to leave the ministry. Here's what doesn't, it just doesn't quite connect, Mike. You don't have to leave the ministry because you've done something that maybe people are going, oh, that was probably not the wisest thing to do. All you have to do is humble yourself and say, look, I, Maybe I need to listen to the multitude of counselors and the wisdom. Maybe some of these people who are raising the flag that are also brothers and sisters in Christ, maybe they have something here. You don't have to wrestle with leaving the ministry because what you're doing, Mike, is you're basically saying it's what I want to do or bust. You're saying I've got to do this these dramatic things or if that's not if that's not it 
then I don't know what ministry is. No, no one's asking you to necessarily leave the ministry. Now, I'm, I'm sure there are some circles out there. I've listened to a lot of stuff on this. And there are some people's like, ah, oh, he needs to be sat down. Here's what I think. I think there needs to be a lot of wisdom poured into this young man, right? Well, I watched a whole video of how he even got, he got started, his parents, uh, the, the, the pastors of the church that gave the church over to him. His mentors are troubling. Uh, Carlton Pearson, and guys, look, if you don't know who Carlton Pearson is, Carlton Pearson lost everything because Carlton Pearson went from being a Kojic, Church of God in Christ, pastor to being a universalist. This guy doesn't even believe in hell. He doesn't even believe that all of these things, the tenets of faith that we believe, this is the guy who is poured into his life. And then you look at somebody like Miles Monroe, who is a who is a kingdom, word of faith, name it, claim it, blab it and grab it, uh, false teacher, prosperity gospel teacher, right? He He's literally wearing, uh, in some videos, the T-shirt with this guy's face on it, right? So these are the people who have spoken into his life, right? So this young man truly needs sound biblical teachers to come around him and to give him wisdom. So Mike, I would say to you, you don't have to leave ministry. Just be humble. Humble yourself and realize that maybe, just maybe, some of these people who are trying to give you feedback are people who are just simply saying, look, this is not something that you should be doing. Also, Mike, I would say you're in the midst of it, right? You're dead in the midst of it. And it's really hard to see sometimes our own blind spots, right? Mm -hmm. Those of us who don't go to your church, that's not in the mix, does not have to have the pressure of having 10,000 people or how many ever people go to your church every week, okay? We don't have the pressure of coming up with this message, coming up these with these elaborate sets, all of that kind of stuff. We are people that are sitting in the cheap seats. When we're sitting in the cheap seats, we're able to look out and we're able to see all of the things that you can't see. You may not be seeing the people that are being hurt by some of these things. People who are confused going, wait a minute, I thought I was coming to hear the gospel. Why is this, these women up here talking about their butts and all of these type of things, right? Why am I seeing Kesha and and all of these, you know, and, and this music, like you don't understand how that could be confusing to people, right? And so you maybe need to take a step back Look at what you're doing and don't include yourself in the criticism because it sounds like you're taking this personal. Not everyone who's criticizing what's going on is criticizing you personally. I will tell you, Mike, from this show, no one is criticizing you as a man. What we're criticizing is plainly what we saw that you realized was so controversial that your people took it down. If it's really what it should be, why don't you just leave it up? If it's reaching people, why don't you just leave it up? Because you just said that you're like Jesus. You you literally said that you and your church are like Jesus. Like you made yourself analogous to the son of God in the sense, I'm not saying you said you were Jesus, but you made yourself analogous to the son of God and what he went through. I submit to you, Mike, that you are not, this is not the same thing that Jesus went through. 
<laughs> because Jesus didn't do stuff like this, right? Jesus was criticized because he spoke the truth. He was not criticized because he, you know, and don't get me wrong. Yes, did he? was he criticized because he hung out with sinners and stuff like that? But even that, you have to be careful because remember, Jesus, this is going to sound very simplistic, but here goes. Jesus was Jesus. There is a reason why Jesus did some of the things that he did. And there's some reasons why Jesus could do some of the things that he did because he was the son of God. So what we need to understand, Mike, is not everybody is criticizing you personally. So take yourself out of it. So that you don't have to feel like that you have to be, you have to defend yourself. It's not about you, Mike. It's about Christ. And it's about reaching people with the true gospel of Jesus Christ. I also want to talk, Mike, about you saying 629, because I think there was somewhere where six, you said 629 people got saved, right? Remember this, <laughs> the Bible says, that whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. It also says, if you confess with your mouth and if you believe in your heart, the Lord Jesus, thou shalt be saved, okay? Nothing about that says you have to go to Transformation Church, Mike Todd, it's gonna be a result of a ransom sermon, theatrical play, none of that. It doesn't say anything about that. Again, Mike, take yourself out of it. <laughs> take yourself out of it. Literally, people will get saved just like healing ministries. People go, well, you know, I can't believe so-and-so got healed. And this, this televangelist is a fraud and he's sleeping around and we found out that, and he fell from grace and all that. Like, how was God being able, was God was able to move? You yep, have to understand God will always move in spite of, because remember, it's not us that's doing it anyway. It's God. So if somebody comes to church with a heart that says, you know what? I really want to be saved. I, I really, man, something that was said here really pricked my heart, mm -hmm. right? You know, God will use our stupidity and sometimes are the things that we do and he will turn it around because a person's heart is seeking after him. That's why some these people are saved, not because of what you did. This is no validation of the tactics that you used by any stretch. And, and I think wisdom would speak and say that, Mike. Listen to wisdom, right? And, and I'm not saying you made a fatal mistake. I'm also not saying you, this is the end of the world. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that you're, you've went so far that you're unfit for ministry. One, I don't have the authority to say that in your life. But I do think, Mike, you need to take a pause and you need to understand and just listen to wisdom. Listen to wisdom uh, of people. Think about this. Joseph was sold into slavery by, by his brothers. Okay. As a result of that, <laughs> Joseph help save a nation. Now, you can't look at that and go, well, well, Joseph's brothers, when they sold him to slavery, that, that was, that was ordained by God. That was God. That was what, you know, when they put him in that pit and, and, and left him for dead and made it look like all of that, that that's not just because it turned out <laughs> 
that Joseph ended up having the favor of God in his life and he was able to save his family and the Israelite, that that doesn't mean that what his brothers did was right. It's that God used something bad and turned it into good. That's what God does. He's a redeemer, right? And I would say to people who go to Mike Todd's church or look at Mike Todd and you go, man, I, I just, I don't understand. Like if, if, He's wrong. I shouldn't say he's wrong, but what he's doing is wrong. Why does he have so many people? Why, Kevin, you're not a pastor of a 15,000 member church. You're not. You're just a blowhard talking on a podcast, right? And that's fine. I, listen, man, I'm not here to be famous. I'm here to share the word of God. That's That's what we're here for, right? Here's what I would say to you. Don't be fooled by numbers. Here's why. Because most of us that go to church now, most of us, we're just consumers, right? Why do you think we shop churches, right? Well, this church doesn't have a good youth ministry, so I'm going to go over here. Well, this church doesn't have a coffee stand, and I really like how they have coffee, and, and they, my kids can go down to sl giant slide after church, and they have lights and lasers and all of that. Listen, I go to a church like that. They have all the stuff. They got the coffee. They've got the slides. They got the traditional service and the contemporary service and the all the things, the bells and the whistles, right? But that's not why I go there. I have been to much smaller churches that are faithful to the gospel of Christ, that are just as effective as my church that I attend right now with the community. Why? Because they're faithful to the message of Christ. So don't be fooled when a bunch of people are at a church and you think somehow that those churches are doing something right because again, we're consumers. It's like when you go on Amazon, what you do, what do you do? You go and you read the reviews. Oh, yep. so-and-so goes to transformation church. So-and-so goes to, you know, Christ the King down the street, or I'm just naming random things now, right? So-and-so go, they said it was amazing. And, and, and look, look at all these reviews. Mm -hmm. Look at all the things that people are saying right? That's not how you shop for a church. And unfortunately, that's what the world, this is the way it is now. Mm -hmm. We look at churches like we search for things on Amazon and that's not how it works. So when you tell me that 15,000 people go to a church or 10,000 or 45,000 like Joel Osteen, that means absolutely nothing to me because I can't base what I do, and if somebody is actually sharing the gospel, and if it's a biblical church, I can't sh do that and make my decision based on how many people go there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's good. It's good that you pointed out the wisdom part. You know, I mean, we suddenly go to attack and I get like that, man. I'm a pastor. I take it. I take this serious. I take the call serious. Yeah. Take the message very serious. And I don't like it being messed around with or played with. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't like when pastors get up and just try to persuade their people to continue to follow. Yeah, God is a keeper. He is. But Kevin, God is also known to rebuke. Yeah. He just is. And um, you can say, but God's using, he, and he is using Mike Todd. And that's what bothers me is, man, do you have a platform? And man, do I want to see you succeed? Like yes. reach more than I can reach, do more than yes. I can do, but do it yes. well. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And, and and even when you're wrong, like you don't think I don't pray for you, man. You don't think I don't pray for your leadership. I do, man, because I yeah. want to see you get it right. Now, here's yeah. the thing: God has appointed people in the Bible before to lead people, 
and God has also removed that same individual. And yeah. so I don't want to see that happen in Mike Todd. I don't. But I, I'm just going to be honest with you, man. There's been some big name pastors who we talk about Mark Driscoll, who, man, he had a chance to get it right, Kevin, for the oh, rise yeah. and fall of Mars Hill. Mark Driscoll had a chance to get it right, and he was known for saying things like, I can't follow those pastors because their churches aren't bigger than mine. They can't right. lead me because they don't have as much people as I do. When yep. you get to that place, you're almost unkeepable. You yeah. have to be rebuked in order for yep. you to be humbled. And and so, yeah, I think humility, Kevin, is such a huge deal because God opposes the proud. He yeah. opposes the proud. They they do not belong in his presence. And the Bible's very strict on pride in general. And I think when we're just trying to, instead of offer a, I'll do better, we say, this is the enemy. I think we're, we're toting that line of, I'm just too prideful to admit where I, maybe I did go wrong. Yeah. How, how is it that you, you, everyone, everyone, right? It's possible for everyone to be wrong at some point. Mm-hmm. And you can't take every criticism you get and say, well, that's just the devil attacking me. Mm-mm. Because if that's, if that's your stance, you will never hear God. You will always be deceived thinking because it's contrary to what you believe, yeah. right? And you say, well, I know God gave me ransom. I know, I can tell you right now, God did not give you anything about t- talking about women's butts on stage at an Easter service, period. I, I don't, I, I, I you know, I can't so, see. I can't see the same Jesus who came in the New Testament and said, "It's no longer acting on lust." Now, as so much as you thinking about it is already committing adultery. Hey, Mike, I need you to go up there and have the girls flaunt their big butts and talk about having big butts, so every man or every woman in the audience who is struggling with lust can begin to lust. Yeah, that's just and not I, the God I serve. I'm sorry, it's just not. So again, we don't have to be in his shoes to understand what was said and what wasn't said. Again, I can't tell you what God said to him. I'm not God. I can't tell you if it's God or if it's Satan. I'm not. I'm just just using biblical wisdom and going, that might be a little off. That just might. Yeah, right. And again, I understand it was a play because I think there are some people that are listening. Kevin, it was a play. Kevin, it was a play. I get it. Again, I go back to what I said earlier about intent and impact. I don't think the intentions were wrong here, but I think the impact is much greater than the intent, right? You, you, I don't know your heart. I can't read your heart. I can't read your mind. I don't, I don't know what your intent is, but I, I do feel the impact. And so, and I, I want to say, because I, I think this is very important. I want to touch on this again. God will never make somebody suffer because the person who is in charge or the person who is who is ministering is wrong. If somebody comes up for healing, God may heal that person in spite of the person who's laying hands on them. Mm. Right. And this is where p- Christians, they get so confused because you're like, well, I just don't understand. Well, if, if he was if, if he wasn't right, then God wouldn't use him. Here's what you have to understand. God is the one that heals, not the man. Same thing that we talked about salvation. Well, I, if it was wrong, if it was wrong. Then, then why, why would, would 629 people get saved? Because they came and asked Jesus Christ to come into their heart. He's not going to let Mike Todd stand in the way of that. Yeah, He's, he's not going to go, ah, sorry. Ugh, it's Mike Todd. You, 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 can't be, you can't get saved here. No, because it's a transaction. It's a relationship with that person and God, not God, that person and Mike Todd. 
That, that, that's what you have to understand. And, and again, I'm not saying that everything is wrong. I think this was a very unwise thing to do, right? I think this is a really good scripture to, to, to end on. Philippians 1, verse 14 through 18. It says, and because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. It is true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. The latter do so out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former preach Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I'm in chains. But what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice. I hope you caught what that scripture was saying. That scripture is basically saying, listen, when it comes to stuff like this that we saw that Mike Todd did, and somebody uh-huh. might say, well, ah, you know, like us, we're, 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 <laughs> it makes our eye twitch, right? Yep. But at the end of the day, if 629 people were saved, they were saved in spite of ransom. And God may have used elements of what was there to speak to them. I'm not yep. saying that he didn't use elements, does it still doesn't make ransom right? <laughs> right, right? But Paul is saying here, listen, some people have false motives. Some people have selfish ambitions when they're preaching Christ and when they're doing things like this. We're not saying that Mike Ty does, but even if he did, Paul is saying, you know what, whether it's selfish ambition or self you know, self-promotion, whatever the case may be, Christ is still preached. And for that, I rejoice because at the end of the day, we just want to, we want to see people saved. And so again, this is another scripture that shows that God will use things that it does not even was not the intent wasn't even right to bring people to him. Mm-hmm. And we should rejoice about that. Mm-hmm. Right. And again, I'm not saying that Mike Todd's intent was, was wrong. I believe his intent was probably right. It's the impact that it had. Listen, guys, I know these are tough, tough subjects. Um, we hate them too. I told you on the last podcast, you know, as soon as we get on air and we start saying things like this, we can already expect there are certain people we're not going to be able to book on this show. Mm-hmm. It's not, right? There are certain people, there are certain platforms we'll never be on because we're not going with the mainstream narrative. We're not a part of the mainstream crowd. There's other podcasts I listen to that are wildly popular. And I look at all the guests and the people that are on and I go, That's why they're popular, because they're going with every mainstream thing that's out there. Whatever is Christian, whatever is in Christian culture, they're good with it. All the books, all the pastors. It doesn't matter whether they're preaching prosperity gospel. It doesn't matter that they're people who are dividing the country with their with their radical views on gender or excuse me, on racism and different things like that. It doesn't matter that they're that they're gender fluid and they're gender reassigning and they're all of these type of things. It doesn't matter. Right. Because whatever the culture is doing, that's how they're moving. Right. I don't move with the culture current. I move with the spirit of God. And that is and I will be judged on every single word that I say on this show. Mm -hmm. So I am very careful on the things that I say. And that's why, as both of us as ministers, we 
This is not an attack on Mike Todd. This is us exhorting one another to be vigilant and to be careful with the things that we consume and the things that we do. And Mike Todd, I, 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 like I say, if you ever hear this, ever, we love you. Mm-hmm. We want nothing but the best for you. I want to see God use you in wild ways. I do. I want it. I want God. I want it to be true. I don't want it to be because people are following you because you're cool and because you're you 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 know you have all of these really cool sets and you have all of this stuff. I don't I don't want it to be because of that. Mm-hmm. I want it to be because of the gospel. So I have nothing against you, bro. You know, if you want to, if you want to call us, you want to talk to us offline, I'd be more than happy. We're not interested in coming on here and ambushing you and in, in, in any of that. Right. If you want to come on here or you or you want to talk to us offline, we'd be more than happy to do so. Yep. But I, I urge you, I urge you as you continue in your ministry. That you would listen to wisdom. Listen to wisdom. God speaks to other people. God, and, and, and sometimes it's not what you think you're going to hear. Rest, rest in that. Let, let God speak to you. All right. And so, yeah, this is tough stuff, Kyle. But. Yeah. And listen, we have social media. <laughs> we have a phone number. Listen, what we're not going to do is we're not going to argue. We're not going to be mad. Like, dude, I've got close friends that I know are going to disagree with my take on this. And that's totally okay. You're you're entitled to your opinion, just like I'm entitled to mine, and I feel an obligation to get that out there, you know. But I'm not gonna sit there. I'm not gonna think differently of you if you disagree. Like, th- th- there's none of that. This is this is bigger than us. It's bigger than an individual. And so, feel free to comment. Feel free to disagree. Uh, do it on social media: Facebook, Thinking Out Loud podcast, Instagram, Thinking underscore Out Loud. Go ahead and comment, share it. It doesn't matter. We can have life on those social media pages and communicate as well. Yeah, absolutely. And if you want to, and I encourage you guys, guys, if you think I'm way off base, if you've got another perspective here, if you feel like I don't want you to be scared, I know we're very emphatic when we're on here. Yeah. I know that we do our research yeah. and I know that we seem, you know, but guys, we are down to earth guys. We really are. We are not, we don't think we have the corner on anything. Well, Believe no, and if, if if we're calling, like, say we're calling Mike Todd to accountability, you you got to understand that we're also under that same standard. That's right. If we That's say something right. on air that you don't agree, and you think that is unbiblical, they they translated that way wrong. Yes, yes. have that conversation with us. We're not we're not above reproach in any way. Yeah, and I would say I encourage that. You know, as brothers and sisters in Christ, we need that. So if we say something on the air, you're like, oh, you know, listen, I'm not going to come at you and be offended and and or neither one of us will be offended or or try to defend ourselves. We're just going to listen. I'll gladly take any any constructive criticism that you have for us. So don't hesitate to message us on two, four, eight, three, zero, one, twenty, ten. You can either leave us a voicemail there. You can just text us there. I want to hear from more people. Uh, I don't think there's enough people. And I know you guys have got opinions out there. I know there are things that you guys are wanting to say. So let us know. 248-301-2010. 248 
301-301-2010. And of course, rate and review us uh, on any of the platforms that you listen to us on, if that's allowed, especially on Apple Podcasts. Go there, rate and review us, uh, follow us, subscribe so that you won't miss anything that we have uh, going. And listen, I will look to hear from you guys on about this show. And some of you, if you think that other people are going to do it and you don't do it, then no one does it. So listen, message us, everybody. I want to get your I want to hear your feedback. I want to hear what the body of Christ is saying. What are you thinking about Mike Todd and what's happened? And after hearing what you've heard on this show, what what's your thoughts? So give us your thoughts. 248-301-2010. God bless you guys. We love you guys. And we will see you next time. <laughs>